I am the great Cornholio. Are you challenging me? I am Cornholio. The kids chorused and giggled. Beavis and Butthead strike again in my neighborhood. I bit my lip and decided to let it go. Why fight it? Why fan the fires of pre-adolescence? Damon, Jenny, and I were crowded into the front seat of my old black Porsche. We needed to buy a new car, but none of us wanted to part with the Porsche. We were schooled in tradition, in the classics. We loved the old car, which we had named the Sardine Can and Old Paintless. Actually, I was preoccupied at twenty to eight in the morning. Not a good way to start the day. The night before, a thirteen-year-old girl from Baloo High School had been found in the Anacostia River. She had been shot and then drowned. The gunshot had been to her mouth, what the coroners call a hole-in-one. A bizarre statistic was creating havoc with my stomach and central nervous system. There were now more than a hundred unsolved murders of young inner-city women committed in just the past three years. No one had called for a major investigation. No one in power seemed to care about the dead black and Hispanic girls. As we drove up in front of the Sojourner Truth School, I saw Christine Johnson welcoming kids and their parents as they arrived, reminding everyone that this was a community of good, caring people. She was certainly one of them. I remembered the very first time we met— It was the previous fall, and the circumstances couldn't have been any worse for either of us. We had been thrown together, smashed together, someone said to me once, at the homicide scene of a sweet baby girl named Chanel Green. Christine was the principal of the school that Chanel attended, and where I was now delivering my own kids. Jenny was new to the truth school this semester. Damon was a grizzled veteran, a fourth grader. What are you two mischief makers gawking at? I turned to the kids, who were looking back and forth from my face to Christine's, as if they were watching a championship tennis match. We're gawking at you, Daddy, and you're gawking at Christine, Jenny said, and laughed like the wicked child witch of the North that she can be sometimes. She's Mrs. Johnson to you, I said, as I gave Jenny my best squinting evil eye. Jenny shrugged off my baleful look and frowned at me as only she can. I know that, Daddy. She's the principal of my school. I know exactly who she is. My daughter already understood many of life's important connections and mysteries. I was hoping that maybe someday she would explain them to me. Damon, do you have a point of view we should hear? I asked. Anything you'd like to add? Care to share some good fellowship and wit with us this morning? My son shook his head no, but he was smiling too. He liked Christine Johnson just fine. Everybody did. Even Nana Mama approved, which is unheard of, and actually worried me some. Nana and I never seemed to agree about anything, and it's getting worse with age. The kids were already climbing out of the car, and Jenny gave me a kiss goodbye. Christine waved and walked over. What a fine, upstanding father you are, she said. Her brown eyes twinkled. You're going to make some lady in the neighborhood very happy one of these days.
Very good with children, reasonably handsome, driving a classy sports car, my, my, my. My, my, back at you, I said. To top everything off, it was a beautiful morning in early June. Shimmering blue skies, temperature in the low 70s, the air crisp and relatively clean. Christine was wearing a soft beige suit with a blue shirt and beige flat-heeled shoes. Be still my heart, 